The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss the Fed's balance sheet, Elon Musk's buying into Twitter, and lithium battery investments. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. The Federal Reserve released minutes from their March meeting on Wednesday, which detailed plans for shrinking its nearly $9 trillion balance sheet, the Fed's goal being to reduce inflation. What happens when trillions of dollars in Treasury purchases are unwound? Recall that to help stabilize markets back in 2020, the Fed lowered interest rates to near zero, but also started buying Treasury and mortgage-backed securities through major banks like Bank of America, Citigroup, and J.P. Morgan. Buying these securities helped provide liquidity to support the economy during uncertain times. However, that excess liquidity, which was so helpful, when the economy was slowing, is perhaps adding to the record inflation we are seeing now. To combat inflation, the Fed raised rates in March by a quarter of a percentage point and, as we discussed last week, a further half percentage point increase could follow as soon as May. Unwinding the Fed's balance sheet could reduce liquidity and help in the fight against inflation. The Fed can reduce the amount of money in the economy in several ways, such as letting purchased treasuries mature, and about $2 trillion worth of Fed-held bonds will mature between now and 2023. That is important because the alternative is to sell treasuries, and that means finding buyers. Depending on the pace of sales, the amount of debt to be sold could be more than the market is willing to buy. The Fed has, in the past, used proceeds from maturing bonds to buy more bonds to manage the pace of its balance sheet reduction. This was last done in 2008. The Fed could sell bonds directly into the marketplace which the March meeting minutes show has been a consideration for its mortgage-backed securities. No matter how the Fed proceeds here, their need to both raise rates and simultaneously reduce their balance sheet is necessary to cool inflation. Doing both of those actions in a way that avoids a recession, however, is going to be tricky, to say the least. Volatility should be expected in the months ahead as this game of economic chicken plays out. 
Tesla founder and CEO Elon Musk announced a 9% stake in Twitter this week, making him the social media platform's largest shareholder. What does the world's richest man want from Twitter? We got a glimpse into Musk's intentions this week when his original filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission was classified as a passive stake meaning he wouldn't take a big role in operations or push for big corporate changes, but was later changed to an active stake, meaning that he will look to enact changes at Twitter. Musk has been a critic of Twitter in the past, particularly in regards to free speech. His ownership stake and seat on the board could mean less content censorship in the future, as well as restating well-known banned former users of the microblogging site. Leadership changes at Twitter may also be coming, as Musk has had disagreements with the now CEO, once even comparing him to the infamous Russian dictator Joseph Stalin. Twitter faces the challenge to both increase the number of monetizable users while keeping content attractive to draw new users without alienating current ones. Musk is known for defying the odds and for creating gold where others see dirt. Let's see if his Midas touch continues with Twitter. The future of the automotive industry is electric said prominent consultant firm McKinsey back in 2021. Every major car manufacturer has plans to go electric and, right now, electric vehicles or EVs run on lithium-ion batteries. How do you benefit from this changing landscape? When considering opportunities to invest, let's first establish where to invest. If investing is a river, do you invest upstream at the source, such as a lithium miner, or downstream in, for example, battery makers. The risks are different across the value stream. Traditionally, lithium mining and refining was dominated by the big three, Albemarle, Sociedad Química y Minera de Chile, and FMC. Now, a handful of Chinese companies are also serious players in upstream lithium activities. But all of these companies have seen significant increases in their stock prices in recent years in anticipation of the electric vehicle boom. If the ship hasn't sailed, then it may be in the harbor ready to depart. Many downstream companies are still trying to establish themselves in a growing but fragmented industry. Six market leaders made almost 90% of all batteries sold in EVs in 2020. But that market dominance is being challenged by companies looking for a piece of the action and, as the industry evolves, new opportunities in battery recycling and other downstream services are taking shape. What could slow lithium battery demand? A new technology that uses another input could, and sodium ion has been mentioned, but we appear some time away from a lithium alternative. 
clearly, there is money to be made in EV batteries. So contact me at investwithwalter.com to discuss. And shout out to Aaron for keeping this conversation going. Join us next week when we discuss how to avoid death and taxes. <laughs> well, maybe just one of those. Tune in next week for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.